Hey, this is Tina. And this is Mia. And you're listening to Yeah, No. The podcast about starting a business at the intersection of design and healthcare. Never mind, I found them. <laughs> Were you wearing socks? Yeah. <laughs> I just really real, I just realized that and I was like, I just threw them off as if I was at my house. <laughs> <laughs> We're so comfortable here at Figure it's Eight true. Studios in it's Brooklyn. True. Where did you put your shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Nude podcasting today. You know what I want? I keep saying I'm gonna do this ice cream because the studio's right near the ice cream shop. And I keep saying I'm going to get ice cream before I come down here one day. I like how like our 8 a.m. has turned into the airport, basically. You can drink <laughs> and you can have ice cream at 8 a.m. So no so rules. Awesome. <laughs> it's Friday. Happens in the studio, stays in the studio. This is not what we're talking about today. No. What are we talking about today? Today we are talking about saying no and the fear and power that comes with it. And I think it's interesting because when I was looking at content, everything about saying no was really about being less stressed out in your life or (laughs) making time for yourself or work-life balance. And we're not talking about that, right? We're talking about saying no to benefit your to further your space yeah and to grow kind of your skill set right and i think that it's a different kind of saying no right you're not yeah. saying no because you can't physically do the work right you're saying no because it doesn't align with your vision of ultimately where you want to be yeah and i think we're also talking about being very specific about what you do because they're kind of related yeah it's so. an extension of what we talked about around generalists and do you say that you can do everything or is it you know, what are the the benefits of specializing? We were talking about specialists, but we thought it'd be good to talk about being artisanal, um, because I think that that's a word that's oftentimes thrown around with food and it's or craft. And yeah. but I I don't know, I've had some I've been doing some thinking about just can you be artisanal and also be an entrepreneur at the same time? There's kind of a certain type of personality or a certain type of characteristic around being an entrepreneur that almost goes against a lot of what an artisan like uh, like kind of going out and trying to find the biggest market, trying to go out and make the most bang for your buck, trying to expand your business to grow it and make, you know, have a lot of people employed so that you can kind of make your business as large as possible. Do you think, I guess artisanal implies being small. Yeah. And I think Small batches. Yeah. And I think that there's uh, just this kind of thought that artisanal means you know, sacrifice for your art and putting in hours just to kind of perfect one maybe small, tiny little portion and doing it in small batches and assuming that the market will find you kind of thing. But I don't know if that if we if we apply it to a service like we've kind of talked about with Diagram and the work that we do in healthcare, if that's actually true or if maybe if there's a blend or maybe there's just these preconceptions of being an entrepreneur or being an artisan that we just need to rethink what the definitions of those things are. So I think it'd be good to kind of just talk about how how saying no's affected us 
just in our careers, how, you know, the feelings that come up from that. But I also think it's important. It's been an important lesson for us in uh, being business owners. And what does that mean? And I think in order to be specialized, you, you have to say no. You have to know what your limits are, what you're good at, what your boundaries are. And I want to be, for our listeners who are out there going, I need to pay my bills. I think that that's really important. And so I want to acknowledge that saying no is absolutely a privilege. And I have to say that when I first graduated college and I went to a small art school and I paid a lot of it through student loans (laughs) and I'm still paying those student loans, even though I've been out of college for a really long time. I have to say that I didn't feel like I could say no. I got offers from a t-shirt graphics company that wanted me to do some graphics for them. I had offers from a real estate company that wanted me to do some branding for them. Uh, I mean, I went to school for graphic design, right? So that was the kind of world that I was in. I worked for a fashion design group. So yes, I understand that. I do believe that there are times where you can't say no because you have to pay the bills. But then I feel like there comes a time in your career where you can't afford to kind of do everything. And um, once you start to figure out what exactly and where you want to play, that it becomes a little bit easier to say no. Saying no feels like it takes a lot of courage to do. Um, And I think that there's a lot of fear in saying no and you might be missing out on opportunity or what if that opportunity never comes back. But I do think that there's degrees of saying no and it's good to practice those within your career yeah I laugh about your t-shirt example because I was doing a graphic design project and this guy wanted a logo in gold (laughs) and this is like you know back when computers were starting it was like (laughs) photoshop trying to photoshop gold yeah you know and I was like I didn't know what I was doing I was not you know a really savvy color person or like effects person you know and when he came to me for the project I was like you know this is what my work looks like and this is the type of work I do and he was like oh yeah that's great and as we got into the project more and more he was like uh I think what I'm thinking of is like gold you know and then it became like 3d gold and then it became like (laughs) like letters that were poured out of gold remember that look um And I just struggled so hard. And I think I delivered probably one of the worst logos I've ever made in my life. Yeah. Gold. It didn't go in your portfolio. It didn't. It looked terrible. It didn't look like gold at all. It looked like. Well, because it looked like puke, like some kind of puke orange, right? It was terrible. It was like brown. Yeah. Yeah. And I probably put a little white highlight in it. There's no foil stamping back then. Anyway, I mean, Um, it's not good for the project. And I think that learning how to, you don't maybe say no to the overall project, but you do have to exercise that muscle of saying no um, when when it's appropriate. Right. Right. I mean, I got some really good advice when I was early in my career that doors won't open unless you close other doors. I consider myself a fairly open person and I like to kind of move things along. And so I think my nature is not necessarily to shut things down. This person said to me, he's like, you you have to say no to things in order for you. Your time is valuable. Your, you know, what you bring to a project is valuable. And so, you know, you won't be able to do the things you want to do if you're just saying yes to everything. I think it's good to think about the different magnitudes of saying no as well. I was just thinking about this this morning because at 7 a.m., 
um, I got an email about a meeting that they wanted to have at 10 a.m. And I was like, first of all, I just got out of the shower, oh. <laughs> right? I'm not ready to say yes to this. Secondly, <laughs> at 10 a.m., I have another plan, right? right? You can't. I have to say, I was actually very proud of you when you said that in the email. <laughs> I saw that email and I was yeah, just I surprised like, you, right? Yeah, you did. Because I saw that email and I was just kind of like, oh, Mia's going to say yes. And it's going to be crazy because we're going to be like running from one thing to the next thing. And then when I saw that, I was like, oh, look at that. <laughs> So because I was doing research for this episode, last night, I was completely <laughs> empowered. Well, also, I'm learning. Don't ask you something that I really, really want first thing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of a story um, from when we went to the Quantified Self Conference. It was called 30 Days of Rejection Therapy. It was genius. It was so funny. The guy was named, his name is Mark Moshel. It's about rejection, right? Like he he felt like, he was a fairly shy person and it was very difficult for him to say no. And so his friend was telling him about this idea of rejection therapy. He was curious about how can he take the sting out of being told no. He felt like it was preventing him from doing the things. It might be preventing him from doing the things that he wants to do because he is just not open to even asking for it. So he had all these funny examples. So he did 30 days of asking people questions. And, you know, he started out with a question, which was he went to Whole Foods and he said it was really hard for him to even start and imagine a question that would be a yes or no question. And he asked if he could buy one pound of grass fed organic cow brain. So that was his first rejection. And after he did that, he was like, oh, it's no big deal. It wasn't that bad, you know. And that gave him the courage to keep asking more and more questions. And then at the end of the 30 days, his last question was he really wanted this job. And so he went up to someone and asked them if he could have a job, which he was rejected from again. But in that in that example, isn't it about being able to say, like being able to hear someone else say no to you? Well, I think that that's the problem with saying no that people have is that they don't want to be rejected or they think they're going to look a fool or they are they want to please someone else. And that's why people would just say, yes, 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 yes. Or I do everything or, yeah, I can do that. I was just thinking about what's the root of in your career? Why do you say yes so much in the beginning? And then as over time, as you get more confidence, you can say no, right? I think it's just important to know that there are times where you can say no and it doesn't mean that you're going to shut the door on everything. Yeah, I mean, I think that part of the the reason that you should say yes very early in your career is because you don't know what you're good at necessarily. And then only by having those experiences will you actually know or, or be better at it or right. you know find out exactly what it is that you're good at. But I would say it's also about saying no helps you understand. I mean, I think saying yes to everything, I think it would be a much slower process for you to understand what you're good at. I don't know if I agree. I, I think, think it's important to say no. I think that I, I do agree that I think it's important to say no, but I think early in your career, it's important to say yes. Going back to my t-shirt graphics, had I said no to that, how would I know that t-shirt graphics wasn't my calling? I didn't have enough education to even know to say no at that point because... So you need experience to say no? Yeah, I think you need to have a level of experience to say no. It's kind of like with food, right? If you say oh I don't eat that and you never try it will that close all the doors already you don't get anywhere if you don't even like you're not even open to 
Asking the question. Asking the question. Because I think that the other thing, too, is the art of saying no, right? I mean, we would never say just flat out no. What we've done a lot for people who have come to us with projects that aren't necessarily in our wheelhouse, we've suggested... Here's a tip to our listeners. (laughs) We've suggested other people to go to, right, who are great at those things because... A way not to close a door completely is to feel that you're providing a resource to the people that are coming to you, that even if you do say no, there's value in coming to you because then at least you can point them in the right direction. Right. Right. Yeah. And sometimes it's not about necessarily saying no right away, but it's about trying to propose the project that is most appropriate for what you do. And then if they if they say it's almost like kind of turning it around and making them say no. Right. So they say, hey, I'd like for you to make this website. And then we say, you know, we don't really create websites. However, we think your what your kind of challenge might be is this. Right. So we try and turn it into a project that we will do. Yeah. um, And then they say, oh, we're either not interested in doing that. (laughs) We want a website or they say, oh, yeah, maybe. And then they say let's try to figure out a way to work together right yeah and so I think that that's kind of a different way to say no as well yeah um I think we've gotten quicker at it I think looking back at some of our early the early projects that we that we got approached for that weren't quite a good fit for us um some of those conversations went on really long where we were just like let's let us try to convince you on how we can do this project and they never really went away yeah um but we never also got the project it's kind of like dating or something where you're like i really like this person but we're just not it, we're not Compatible. seeing eye to eye. Yeah. yeah, we don't like the same things. Or, you but know. we're going to live in the same apartment for like two years. <laughs> i let you move in for a little while. Yeah, but <laughs> totally. We're going to take it to the next level just to see if that works. <laughs> yeah, I, de- I definitely think that. Basically, we've drawn this metaphor that having your own business is like dating so many times um, that we basically should just be like swipe right if you feel like this is going to work. Swipe left if it doesn't. We're speed dating now. Yeah. So what do you think it means to say no as a business owner? I do think that we've come to a place where we have experienced a lot of things within healthcare and within design um, that gives us kind of the privilege to say no, right? It is related to almost kind of thinking about our work as being artisanal. And in a business context, I think you're weighing the pros and cons, right? Because you don't, I mean, if you're an artist and you're, you know, you're pursuing this and this is your your vision and, and that's more important than, you know, keeping a business afloat. I think that that's, I think, a, a, a difference between art, artisans and yeah. entrepreneurs, too, because art, entrepreneurs, your main goal is to make this business successful. We started our own business because we wanted to control it and have it be, you know, the type of company that we would want to work at. But at the same time, it's it really can limit your ability to grow much bigger more quickly. Yeah, I think there's a tension. And then once we bring people on, we feel a responsibility that we're able to pay them that yeah. they're able to make a living wage right. and all that kind of stuff I know, and it's hard. I think that at the same time you're kind of deciding well if I say no to this project I might not be able to pay this person yeah I went into our archives which we should call graveyard right now it's called proposals oh. but it's really like our graveyard my question was like did we 
cast a wide net when we first started Diagram or did we, were we selective? And I would say we cast a pretty wide net. Really? <laughs> yeah, looking at those. It's funny, I would think that we were pretty selective. There were some that we were, I was looked at where I was like, there was one in Canada, for example, uh-huh. where I think we were hopeful that that would work. Are you saying Canadians aren't in our net? <laughs> Do not work with Canadians. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we started Diagram already in and of itself in a pretty selective space. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we always talk about there's this growing contraction and expansion in, in the creative process where you'll hone in and then when you hone in, you realize a whole new world opens up and then you'll hone in again. And I feel like we already kind of had honed in. So maybe within that world of honing in, we... I think first year we were looking for business. So we were taking, yeah. we were making proposals We were for pimping stuff. ourselves out. Yeah. But well, apparently we were bad pimps because <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of no's and a lot of rejection. That's okay. I'm used to it. <laughs> so um, can you think of a story where we said no? We've gotten approached a couple times where people have asked us what our approach is. And I think we've gotten the sense they couch it in a project potentially. And they say we want to do what you do. We want to work with you. We want to collaborate with you. And we got the sense that, that they were just trying to figure out, get the details of what we do. And so we've said no in that case when yeah. it just doesn't seem like the intent is true collaboration. We've gotten a little more savvy to people who come to us to just find out what we do and then because they want to either determine that they can do that internally or they can do that with a group that they're already familiar with. Oh yeah and remember the time that um, that we were presented with a project and then they only wanted us to recruit patients? Yeah. So it was like the whole time they were like, oh, we want, you know, we want to work with you. You've worked with this group before. Yeah. And then when it came down to it, yeah, all they wanted was our resources. Right. When that happened, we, you know, we could have made. It worked, right? Well, we could have made a lot of money yeah. too, right? Because it was a big client. Right. But it just wasn't worthwhile for us to say yes, because we didn't want to put ourselves in a position where we were known for doing that because that wasn't really what we did. Right. I mean, I think that that's been really important to us is just making sure that everything adds up to the integrity or the vision of what Diagram does. And that's been a really good way for us to say no, right, is that we've clearly defined those boundaries. Like if it doesn't fit within healthcare, we're going to say no. If it um, isn't working with patients in a, a very fair and, and ethical and and productive way then we're going to say no if if you're only looking to stylize or design get thumbs up on your concept we're going to say no because it's just not what we believe yeah the value of human-centered design in healthcare or if you just need to redesign a website no (laughs) should i I just say things and you can just say no to them (laughs) so you feel like it so you feel good i know i just i you know me i like um you would call me a people pleaser, but I need probably more practice. Let's try. Let's ask me something else. Hey, can I borrow that shirt? Uh, no. <laughs> hey, could you make me lunch? No. Now I'm sad. <laughs> Final thoughts. Yeah. 
Well, how do you feel about now that we've talked? You go first. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that you need to practice saying no. And then it's always a it's it's a constant evolution of how to do it gracefully, how to do it um, in a way that doesn't shut things down. How do you do it so that it benefits you? And I think that you need to reflect on where you are in your career or where you are in your in your craft and decide whether or not it's the right time to practice saying no or say no. Yeah, I think your point about being experienced enough to know when to say no is important. Can you say no with integrity or can you say no with from a point of experience right. or with wisdom, yeah. you know? And I think that that's when no becomes really powerful. So, no yeah podcast. Yeah, we're going to switch it up. Let's start with no. Yeah. Stay tuned for the next episode of Yeah No. So you can find us, yeah, no, Y-A-H, comma, N-O, on the interwebs, yanopodcast.com. And you can also find us on Instagram. If you like what you hear, you should leave a review and tell us what else you'd like to hear. This episode was recorded in Brooklyn by Michael P. Coleman at Figure Eight Studios. And this episode was produced and edited by Elizabeth Audley. And our theme song is written and produced by Chess Smith. He's third and last. <laughs> yeah. See you next time.